This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Centipede Horror. I, I don't have a tagline. I'm just glad there was no ass to mouth in this. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. Atlanta. 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 <laughs> Bueller. No, no. Atlanta is not here today. He's too scared of centipedes. <laughs> yes. And uh, this was suggested by me. Because I watched it at a, a Dismember the Alamo back when I would go into movie theaters. Um, and uh, I was like, I have to share this with the group. Yeah. So. Understandably. I, I shared it with at least one other member of the group now. That's pretty good. Yeah. That was more than I would have gotten if I didn't do anything at all. And this is, what, 80 Five? 85, yes. In Hong Kong. Yeah. And uh, people are just fucking smoking. Yeah. It's so weird to see smoking in movies for me now. I like it. Well, yeah, I mean, I've uh, actually, I've been watching brand new Cherry Flavor on Netflix, and the main character in that smokes, and I just kind of like, huh. Oh, and sex education too. I guess one of the main characters smokes. I'm just like, huh. I'm just not used to seeing that like in the U.S. anymore. Because like no one smokes in TV or movies anymore. Which you know, great because you know we don't need to encourage kids to smoke. But it's just jarring now to see people smoke in media for me. And uh, full disclosure, we watched this off of the YouTube because it's super hard to find. Indeed. Uh, it's not a great transfer. No. Uh, the subtitles, however, are white, which is great until they get across any light-colored background and they don't outline them or anything, so they just become unreadable. Yeah. Yeah. And also, the subtitles just kind of go off the screen and don't wrap or anything, so you kind of get to make up your own after that. Yeah, yeah. So, um... There's that. Yes. But that also means it's easy enough to go watch if you want to. Indeed. And I think only 146,000 people have watched it on YouTube. Which, for YouTube, is not a whole lot of people. Yeah. But at least it's out there somewhere for you. Yes. So, but you'll see if we suggest if you watch it. Or actually, you'll hear... If we suggest you watch it at the end of the episode. Because right now is where we talk about the movie, Chris. So how does this movie start? Oh, we start off in Southeast Asia. <laughs> what part of Southeast Asia, Chris? Uh, they, they never the, the, Yeah, the southern eastern part. Not specific. 
I thought maybe I heard Panam said at one point when they were talking about Southeast Asia, so maybe Cambodia, but yeah, no, no guarantee that that's what they where they said it. Yeah, just it's Southeast. It's fine. Yeah. And we meet up with uh, these two young ladies. Well, okay, so you missed a non-important part. Okay. Which is where the one of the ladies, Kay, wants to uh, ask her brother Jay uh, if she can, if she, if he'll cover for her when she goes to visit her friend in Southeast Asia. And he's like, you know, mother, dad always said we shouldn't go to Southeast Asia. And she's like, yeah, but like it's just a couple days, and it's Southeast Asia. What's the worst that could happen? And he's like, okay, fine, but you have to wear this necklace that Grandpa gave us. And she's like, okay, cool. I'll wear the necklace that Grandpa gave us. So she does. Yes. And they're having uh, many adventures in Southeast Asia. Yep. They go jogging. Yeah. You know, like tourists do. Yep. And then there, and there's a some kind of uh, grass jelly. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but it doesn't sound like the thing I'd want in the middle of a jog. No. I just imagine, like, that wherever they are is, like, the L.A. of Southeast Asia. And so, like, just this dude, like, hey, dude, try out my green grass jelly. It's, like, it's great for your skin, and it cleans the toxins out of your biome. And It's mostly cannabis. Some. Yeah. <laughs> it's got CBD. And, uh, yeah, and so, but they drink some, but he kind of gives uh, her necklace a funny look. Yeah, the vendor man. Yes. Because it's just like a cart on the side of the road. Yeah. Also, I don't think they paid the guy. Just pointing that out. <laughs> they probably didn't. And so they uh, they eat some delicious grass jelly. <laughs> That's so bad. And I'm the dude who will eat, you know, like carrot shavings in Jello. I'm okay with that, but grass jelly does not sound good. Carrot canned shavings pear- in Jello. Yeah, can- yes, canned pears in lime Jello. Okay, I mean, I'll give you that. Yeah, I'm from I'm from Iowa. Like we have a number of gelatin-based desserts that most people would be like, "You wait, what?" Not as weird as some of those 70s salad, gelatin salad things, but, you know, still grass jelly does not sound good to me. Yeah, uh, turns out it's jellied grass. (laughs) Shocking. Yeah. (laughs) It's mild and has a slightly bitter taste, so, you know, that doesn't sound any better than what I thought. (laughs) <laughs> it's the IPA of jelly. You can serve it chilled or hot. <laughs> yeah, don't drink your IPAs hot. That that doesn't sound good to me. So they uh they finish up their jog, and they meet up with a tour group. Right. Although one of the one girl's like, uh, her friends like, uh, can, Kay, can we uh can we talk about your necklace? She's like, I know this thing is fucking ugly. But I, my brother Jay said that I had to wear it, so I told him I would, so I'm wearing it. And their friend's like, just just take it off. He's not here. She's like, ah, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, and it's, it's pretty big. Yeah, I mean, it's like an amulet. 
Yeah. Like it is something you could put on top of a staff and use to find a uh, a buried city. Exactly. Yeah. So they're uh, meeting up with the tour group. They're uh, getting some coconuts. Oh yeah, like in K fucking downs like sixteen coconuts worth of coconut milk. They're like her friends, like dude, that guy's arm is getting tired. Stop drinking so much coconut milk. She's like, oh, but it's so good. He's like. Uh, we gotta. The bus is gonna be loading soon. She's like, I gotta pee. Yeah. I have sixteen coconuts worth of coconut milk in my bladder. So she heads to the washroom, as she calls it, which apparently is just the bushes. Yeah, I think they were looking for the 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 washroom and just couldn't find it. And she's like, I gotta go. Yeah. I'm just gonna squat down here by it. Like basically, she's she's Jersey Shore after they've had like six drinks. Yeah. So she goes to uh, do her business and then BAM! Centipedes. Yep. They both start screaming because they have centipedes writhing all over them and then they collapse. Yep. They're uh, rushed to the hospital. Her friend's DOA. Yeah. And Kay is uh, lesioned up from the attack. Yep. And then uh and so they call Jay and they're like, Your your sister is in the hospital, she can't talk. Uh but can you come out and see her? And he's like, Sure. I'll take the next plane to Southeast Asia. Yeah. Also, he's a businessman and his mother, who he calls Mummy, um I think owns the the or owns a lot of stock in whatever company he works for and she's just kind of bitchy. Yeah, that might have been the like up in the top of the things I found unpleasant was the way he kept calling her mummy. Yeah. I'm like you are a grown ass man, not a grown ass man. A grown ass <laughs> man. And uh yeah, and you don't I don't call my mom mommy anymore. No. And uh, Mummy interrupts his high-powered business meeting and demands that he comes to see her because she's gotten word of the subterfuge. Yes. And how they don't... You don't go to Southeast Asia. Not in this family. Not if you're one of the PACs. P-A-K, PAC. Yeah. And, uh... Jay's like, yeah, but it wasn't that big of a deal. I didn't think she was just going to go hang out with uh, her friend and they were going to see the sights or whatever. Like, And Mummy's real mad. Yep. So he heads off to, you know, Southeast Asia. see what the hell is going on with his sister. Meets up with a person he knows from Canadian school. Which yes. I, I assume he went to school in Canada. It wasn't a school to teach them Canadian. No, no, no. He did. They, it was in Canada. I, I think it was college from the way it sounded. University. So he went to Canadian business school. Yeah. That, yeah. that scans. Yep. Yeah, so she's there and she's helping him out. They go to visit his sister. Yeah, and the doctors, uh, they're not real sure what happened. 
Yeah, could be uh, radiation. Yep. Some sort of, I don't know, fucking atomized radiation. From Hiroshima. Yeah, because... I think they name-check Hiroshima in that, which, you know, this is 40 years after we dropped a bomb on that, so... And also, the wind, I think, goes in the other direction, generally. That's a good, it doesn't go southeast. Southwest. Or west-southwest. And uh, the doctors are stumped. Yes. And Jay's like, oh, can we just fly her back to Hong Kong from Southeast Asia? And they're like, nah, she's too she's too messed up and lesiony. Yep. So they decide to head out for a night they, on the town. Yep. Try to clear their heads, I suppose. Yep. Walking ten feet off of Beale. And uh oh and then and then they hear a dude hawking fucking snake oil. Only it's not snake oil. <laughs> it's, it's centipede oil. Yeah, he's the centipede king, thank you. You will address yep. him as such. <laughs> he didn't go to 12 years of centipede school to not be called centipede king. <laughs> and, hey, you can go to school to become a king? No, centipede king specifically. Oh, okay. That makes sense. And uh, his friend's like, hey, we should ask that guy. He seems like a real straight shooter. <laughs> And Jay's like, like well, yeah, but no. Yeah. And she's like, no, nah, come on. And so they talk to him. And they're like, hey, dude, can you come look at my sister? See what's wrong with her? And he's like, yeah, sure. Just pay me like 40 bucks. I'll come look at her. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, okay, meet us at the hospital. So he does. Yep. And he takes like one look at her and like just kind of backs out of the room. And he's like, I can't help you. He's got to get in touch with his fucking centipede sensei. His Sifu, actually, is what he calls him. Yeah. but I he like, oh, I caught that word. I knew what that word meant. He, he lives very far away, though. Yes. So he'll get out to him and then get back in touch. But uh, time is not on their side. Nope. And her, they, she, she dies. Like, in front of them, she dies. Yeah. And, like, her face gets all kind of nasty looking. They put, like, the sheet over her face, and he, like, claws it back. And her face looks even nastier. And then, like, centipedes just crawl out of her leg wounds. Yeah. Like they do. Like you do. So, uh, he takes her home. And handles, uh, all that business back in... Or did, no, they cremate her there. No, they cremate her there. And yeah. Put her remains in a jar with her face, her picture on it. And I'm assuming it's her name. I don't read any South. I don't read any Asian alphabet. So <laughs> you're not up with your Mandarin or whatever. Yeah, none. None of them. Maybe a little Cyrillic. That's as close as I get. And not even all the Cyrillic letters. So, uh, he heads back to Hong Kong, Jay does, and he's kind of talking with his buddies, like, man, I've had a rough week, my sister died, like, they didn't know what it was, she was all full of lesions and fucking centipedes. 
<laughs> and um, his buddy is like, oh, that's evil magic, you dumb shit. Yeah, someone put a spell on her. Clearly. And he's all like, what? I didn't learn about that in business school. Yeah, not Canadian business school anyway. Here in America, no. we are way more into the, the centipede lesion part of business. <laughs> or at least the, you know, praying to God so that you can have lots of money part of things. Yeah, That's, that's who gives them centipede lesions. Yep. If you follow Joel Olstein. Yeah. Or Austin, whatever the fuck that dude's name is. I think it's pronounced dickhead. Yeah, or cheat. <laughs> Scam artist. It's hyphenated, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Fucking prosperity gospel. <laughs> so uh, he decides that he's going to head back to Southeast Asia to solve this fucking mystery Scooby-Doo style. Yep. He's going to pull that mask off of Mr. Haddon's. And uh, he meets up with his his lady friend from business school there. Yep. And they fucking... They Airbnb with a dude. Yeah, I feel like he knows the guy. But maybe not. Like, it wasn't exactly clear. But yeah, they told like Airbnb this guy's house. Yeah. And that's, that's HQ for him. Uh, they meet up with... Uh, his friend, I'm, I'm sure she has a name. Who? Chi? Yeah, sure. His, his Canadian friend, her name is Chi. Chi. Yeah. And, uh, she takes him to meet her parents because her dad is, like, uh, a priest or something. Oh, well, when he, when he was, well, when he was home, he had... Like he heard something skittery, skittering around the house, and it kind of followed the sounds of the skittering. It led to some storage area, and there was a picture of his grandfather there. And like, I think he asked his mom about it, and she was like, "Oh yeah, your dad's dad, like, was there for a while. He was even married, but he went there to like work in the mines or something, and." uh but then, like, a village burnt down. Like, he left. He left. Village burnt down and he left. Yeah. So he's going to go back to investigate starting there. Yeah. And so her dad, she thought, would know about the village. Yeah. So they meet up with him and ask him, What do you know about the village that burnt down? And he's like, Well, I can tell you where it is, but, you know, it was a village that burnt down two generations ago. So it's basically trees. Yes, because it's the jungle. Yeah. So they uh they head out there to see what they could find, and uh they find trees. Yep. And one dude. Yeah, like white haired, like he's got like the big, like long white beard. Well, not long white beard, but he's got like a medium length white beard with like medium length white mustache. Yeah. And like frizzy white hair. Like, if you can imagine, like, Asian Gandalf, that's what this guy would look like. Turns out, he's also the proprietor of uh, Delicious Grass Jellies. Ooh, yeah. And, uh, they're like, hey, man, what can you tell us about this village or what have you? And he's like, yeah, there was a village, it was a long time ago. 
But then he sees the amulet. Yeah. And he doesn't seem to respond particularly well to it. No. Does he tell them the story then? Uh, he tells them it burnt down and that, you know, vengeance, all that route. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone who would have cast that centipede <laughs> spell was would want vengeance to be a powerful wizard, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And uh, Jay's all like, well, I'm going to press this clearly unstable gentleman in the middle of this jungle. That seems like the right move. Yep. But uh, his friend, whose name escapes me already. Chi. Chi. Chi's like, hey, hey. Um, He seems incredibly agitated, also a little crazy. Also, we're in the middle of the jungle. How about no to all this? And, like, no one knows we're here. Yeah. So he uh, he gets drug off, but old uh, Gandalf, he knows something's afoot. So they head back uh, to the city. They meet up with... I think it's the guy whose house they're staying in. Yeah. Because they, they're trying to find somebody who knows about spells and whatnot. Yeah. Who do you know knows about magic? Yeah. And I think this is when he points him to the uh, the gentleman who uh, rears ghosts. Yes. He, he, he raises little baby ghosts. From yeah, like do you take like the jawbone of someone and like I don't know? There's a whole big process. Yeah, there's uh, there's small coffins involved. Yeah, and you have to like feed something to them for like 49 days, and then like on the 50th day, like they'll open up the little coffin themselves and come out, and then you have servant ghost babies. Yeah, because who doesn't want a baby ghost? <laughs> yeah especially a subservient baby ghost that's the best kind <laughs> of baby ghost <laughs> so they uh, uh they head out to his place so they can creepily watch what the fuck is going on from a open window yep and oh boy what is going on so this couple <laughs> there is like oh yeah our daughter her stomach turned green like a year ago it's a bad case of green stomach and, uh, and so, but she's getting worse. So we brought her to you and he's like, oh, I can totally help her. Just let me take her into this other room. Well, and he's talking to the baby ghost the whole time. The baby ghosts are helping yes. out. Yeah. They, 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 they carry the girl into the other room for him. And, uh, well, they also set up the other room. They like move tables yeah. and roll mats down and yeah, it's very like bed knobs and broomsticks. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, it's time for uh, uh, the fucking ritual, I guess. I don't even know what the right word for what this is would be. Oh, no, it's a ritual. So he takes a chicken, uh -huh. a rooster, takes a rooster, plucks off like a couple handfuls of feathers, and then cuts its head off and drains the, the blood into a bowl. Now, why the fuck you have to rip off some of the feathers ahead of time? I don't fucking know. But apparently you do, because I don't understand magic, I guess. Yeah, you ain't no wizard. Yeah, I'm no wizard. And then, so he drains that into a bowl, and he takes two fucking... Oh, no, no, he, then he takes, like, this little symbol. It's basically like a little hammer with a symbol on the end. Dips that into the blood, and starts marking her all over her body with it. Because they have the, 
he has the the ghost like take her clothes off so he can like and she does literally have like a gray green like abdomen that's weird and he like circles it with little symbols and like keeps dipping in and tapping her with a symbol yeah and there's there's much chanting and baby ghosts yes and then he sits back down and he starts like he takes these two fucking like cow femurs or something and starts banging them together and while chanting and then he tells the baby ghosts to they has her has them lay her down and then has them attack the spell from two sides which means one goes in her mouth and one goes up her hoo-ha yeah and apparently they fight whatever is going on in there oh and just so we're clear the baby ghosts are named sweet pea no little pea and big pea L- it's yeah it's fucking madness so it's like, P-E-A, like the like the thing you eat not the thing you take yeah and uh and then uh, so and then so they go into her and then he is satisfied that they've completed their mission and tells them to leave. So one goes out the mouth and and they, they, they show up as like a white vapor. So at some point they just have like a white vapor coming out of this lady's crotch. So, you know, it's very classy. It is. And and then they have her stand back up again. And then she just vomits forth a bunch of scorpions. Yeah, like a lot of scorpions. <laughs> like more than a human should have inside of them, which granted is one, but <laughs> many more than that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the legally allowed parts per million of entire scorpions is on my guts, but I hope it's less than one. Yeah, what's your blood scorpion content? Yeah, if it's anything higher than zero, you should probably <laughs> see somebody about that. Should, don't don't drive if your blood scorpion content's above zero. Uh, get the baby ghost. My blood scorpion level's way too high. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but then her stomach goes back to looking normal. Yeah. And uh, the whole time, our our pals are just watching this from a window. Although I think that dude did have a banner in his room that looked vaguely like the amulet that the guy's wearing. Yeah. I think there was a connection there. And this this scene probably we're talking 15 minutes at least. Yeah. Yeah, 15 minutes. And the entirety of what we gather plot relevantly is that the guy they talk to the guy after all this the priest guy, and he's like, oh yeah, you should go talk to my buddy. That was... yeah. That, that's it, really. Like, yep, that, that is it. So, uh, they're like, cool. And they go off to meet his pal, and he's he's a wizard. Is it Gandalf? He's skinny Gandalf. Skinny Gandalf, but it's a different guy. Is it a different guy than the, the Jellygrass? Yeah, yeah. He he just okay. he just has the same haircut and beard yeah. cut. Yeah. But it's skinnier. Or, or I might be racist. It's fine. I mean, you know. Yeah. But so, it, it, it was like Larong or something. So they meet up with him at his temple or whatever. Yeah. And uh he takes a look Sanctum. at the his sanctum. He takes a look at the amulet and he's like, oh yeah, I know what this is. I'm the one who made this thing. Well, no, his master made it. Yeah. And he can tell right away that it's one of those Cobra amulets. 
Yeah, where they make it using the venom from a cobra. Yeah. And uh, we, we kick into full-on flashback mode. Yeah, and apparently if you're the Cobra Amulet says like so if you're good, good things happen to you or better things happen to you. If you're evil, then you become more evil or something. Basically, if you're good, it makes you better. If you're bad, it makes you worse. Yeah. And uh So so it really has non specified benefit. Yeah. Good things will happen if you're good and bad things will happen if you're bad. And if you're somewhere in the middle, then I guess nothing really happens. Then you're neither halfway up, then you're neither halfway up nor halfway down. The Muffin Man, something. Cherry Lane. <laughs> so, uh, we get the whole story about the village now. And his, uh, Kay's, what, great great grandpa, I guess? No, it'd have been Jay's great grandpa. Just his so grandpa? I think, I think it's his grandpa. So, he's getting married. Yeah, because he came there to work the mines or work for the mines. But yeah, he's getting married. The uh, the the guy, his master, bestows upon him the amulet. Yep. During the wedding ceremony. Yep. And it's being watched over by the other guy and his probably wife. I would call him the best man and maid of honor. Yeah. And uh. You know, everything's looking good. We cut to uh, sometime somewhat in the future. There's now a child. But still the past. Yeah. Yeah, flashback future. Yes. There's a now a child involved with his K's or Jay's grandfather. No, it's not Jay's grandfather's kid. It's the the best man's and maid of honor's child. Oh. Because... The baby's crying while Jay's grandfather is stooping the maid of honor. And the best man happens to... Oh, no, no, his wife, Jay's... Well, not grandmother, I guess. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so uh, the grandfather's wife comes in and is like, what's going on in here? And he's like, oh, no, I've been caught. Allow me to freak the fuck out and just accidentally kill both of you. Yeah. So he does. And so the best idea you could come up with at this point is to just light the house the fuck on fire. Yeah, he picked up this handy Molotov lamp. <laughs> it just slams it into the middle of the floor, setting uh, everything on fire, including the two dead women and uh, a baby. A live baby. Yeah. And uh, he runs off. Best man is on his way back up to the house. Yeah, he's like, hey, dude, what's going on? Where are you going? He's like, later. <laughs> I didn't do any of what you think I did. <laughs> and uh, best man's like, huh, that's not a typical way to respond to anything. Nope. Heads up, sees everything on fire. Presumably the entire village at this point. Yeah. And uh, we kind of cut to the, the morning after where uh, he finds a burnt-up baby yep. and swears revenge in a really poor time to have a bad translation on the subtitle. Yep. <laughs> We're like, yeah, no idea what he swears. 
Yeah, the subtitle was something wrong, though. It was just grammatically incorrect, so it, it took a little oomph out of it. Yeah. Yeah, there were a couple of like spelling errors, too, on things. But yeah, that was that was one where you're like, wait, what? Uh, oh, never mind. So, uh, presumably, this is the Gandalf's like dad or grandpa or whatever. Yeah. Where, you know, that's where he gets his revenge boner. Yes. And uh, so we're back out of the flashback. Skinny Gandalf's like, so, you know, you got to be a real high-level wizard to pull off this fucking centipede yes. magic. Insect Plague is a ninth-level spell. Yeah. Clearly. Only it's a druid spell, not a wizard spell. And, uh, I, I guess this is when Skinny Gandalf decides that they're going to help him, even though it's never, like, explicitly said that they're going to help him. At least I don't remember it being explicit. Yeah, I think I get, and they leave the amulet with Skinny Gandalf. Oh, no, no, they don't. They, they bring the amulet back. They were in the amulet. Never mind. Yeah, because so, that's when Skinny Gandalf's like, hey, man, if you're good, you'll be good. But if you're bad, it'll be bad. You know what I'm saying? And Jay's like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, literally. Yeah. <laughs> I so, am lawful good. Yeah. So they leave. And uh, Gandalf uses his magics to take control of we'll call him Saruman so it's a little easier to separate the two in the when we're talking about this so Saruman's the the jellied grass guy yeah so jellied grass Saruman yes he takes over uh I forgot already chi chi he uh uses his magics to take over chi so she can attempt to uh get the amulet off of him because yes. he tried at one point to use his magics directly, and he could make him have the brain pains, but he couldn't finish the the magics because he had the amulet. Right. Yeah, so he'd been having headaches, like, ever since he was in Southeast Asia. Yeah. But, yeah, but that was the worst the guy could give him because he was wearing the amulet. So he, he uh, takes over Chi... To try to get has, her. Has she take a shower and then do her makeup in an evil, give herself evil eye makeup? Yeah, that way you know. Yeah. And then, yeah, then she starts macking on Jay, and Jay's like, oh, it's a, I guess I am, I am receptive to your advances. Yeah, I didn't know it was going to be this kind of party. And then, uh, and so she kind of slips the amulet off of his neck and throws it. To the side. Yeah. And this is when the, the centipede horde emerges. Yeah. Yeah. And you say horde, it's totally because, like, it's coming out of, like, the drain, the sink, under door, just like arachnophobia, like the end of arachnophobia when there's just fucking spiders, like, on every surface. Yeah. Except they're centipedes. Yeah. And they're doing the weird centipede thing where, like, they'll get in the big cluster and move all in one big chunk. Yeah. <laughs> Which is Did you find this this bit disturbing, Chris? 
That always weirds me out when they move in like the big pile. Yeah, it's like a rat king, only it's a centipede king. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I didn't care for that. <laughs> yeah, and they, they keep playing the centipede noise that they have. Yeah, they've got the one, like, three-second clip of centipede noise, and they get their yeah. fucking mileage out of it. Yeah, they probably, they're like, we paid $600 for this one fucking sound clip. We're going to use it as much as possible. And they're, uh, they're making out. Jay's like, hey, do you hear something that sounds like a shit ton of centipedes rolling around everywhere? And she's like, no, nah, no, nah, that's just sex noises. Let's get back to it, boys. Yep. And, uh, this is when this is when things get weird. Oh yes. So um we have the wizard duel now. Yeah, because uh Gandalf has now sensed a disturbance in the force. <laughs> God damn it, Chris. That hurts my brain. <laughs> <laughs> so uh <laughs> he fires up his magic chicken skeleton army of yeah, yeah. Five chickens, five animated chicken skeletons that he sends through the astral plane. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Towards Saruman, <laughs> and then so Saruman just like hits them with a fireball. Yeah. Well, he 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 fire or, he fireballs the one, but that just yeah. makes it come back stronger. Now it's a fire astral chicken skeleton. <laughs> it's a phoenix. It's a fucking astral phoenix now. <laughs> it's fucking great. It's amazing. And then, uh, and he somehow defends himself against that. I don't even remember how he does it. I, he makes a laser noise at some point. I don't remember when, but I just remember Pew! distinctly. Yeah, he does that. <laughs> and I was just like, shit, yeah, he does that in the astral plane against this fucking flame of chicken skeleton. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> exactly how I thought this was going to play out when I started watching this. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, and back in the prime material plane, though, um, Jay has hopped from one bed to another and is trying to keep all the centipedes off of him and ends up uh, throwing his pillow across the room. It hits like a fucking kettle of like we you know, like a. It's like an electric kettle, only it's not on, you know, and, and it spills water onto the amulet, which causes a fucking cobra to rise up out of the amulet. Yeah. Which causes Gandalf to, because Gandalf was unconscious. He couldn't handle yeah. the uh, psychic energies. The psychic, the psychic lasers. Yeah. But this wakes him back up so he can take psychic control of the, the fucking amulet cobra that came out because of the water. It was like one of them little pills that you, you put in the water, and then it's a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a goddamn astral cobra. <laughs> and he uh, fucking fires the astral cobra directly into the goddamn skull of fucking Saruman. Yeah, and it comes, like, out the top of his head. <laughs> and he's like, huh. That's not right, and then collapses. Yeah, and I'm just and the whole time, it cannot be understated. They don't even subtitle it. They're just making crazy ass wizard noises and, and do hand it. gestures. Yeah, like it's some Avatar: The Last Airbender hand gesture shit. 
what it reminds me of is in Conan the Destroyer, when the Mako, the wizard who play his voice as Uncle Iroh in Avatar The Last Airbender, uh, there's like a, a mouth opening that he's trying to close with magic and some priest dude is trying to open it with magic. So they're just like grunting and making hand gestures at each other while the mouth opening kind of goes up and down. That's exactly what that reminded me of. Yeah. And and to be fair, this goes on for like 15 minutes. Yes. This entire magic duel, we're not doing it justice because no. it's impossible to do it justice. No, no, you have to watch that. Yeah. So, uh, the astral cobra popping through Saruman's skull, which is, I think, in the Cimmerillion, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yes. Right after Feanord uh, forges the first ring, yes. Yeah, it's directly before they start talking about the midichlorians. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, this causes all the centipedes to fucking roll over dead, I guess. Which yep. and and then the chi starts vomiting up scorpions, and there is at least one scene or one shot where she has her mouth closed and then opens it up and just scorpions come out or not scorpions centipedes come out. Yeah, like so that that actress had to hold live centipedes in her mouth so that they could get that shot. Yeah, and these aren't like. The, the centipedes that you see in the garage when you move that box that's been there for a while, these fuckers are like six inches, inches long. Yeah, three to six inches long. Yeah. Like, they're like that big. Lady, that lady did not get paid enough. I don't care what she got paid. She did not get paid enough. Yeah, if her kids are paying for anything right now, that's a travesty because yeah. her her grandkids shouldn't have to fucking work. Like, Jeff Bezos should go, like ask be able to ask her for money. Yeah. Yeah, it and it's it is it, no way that is anything but that lady sitting there for God knows how long with a bunch of goddamn centipedes in her mouth. And you know they had to do multiple takes. Yeah, because it's a movie. They did multiple takes. And so she uh, vomits up a bunch of fucking centipedes, <laughs> and the day is saved. Or is it? Da da da. Because they have like a little centipede like tattoo symbol like glow on her face for a second at the end, just to let you know it might not be safe. Yeah, and that's you know, for centipede horror too. The re-centipeding. Yes. And that was centipede horror. So, Chris, what did you think of this movie? It is. It is a thing that I saw. <laughs> like. You see the title, it starts up, and you're like, oh, okay, so this is going to be like a creature feature thing. Like, it's going to be like... Night of the Lepus. Yeah, but it ain't, man. That ain't what it is. It, It's a little slow in the first bits. It takes yeah. a little while to get going. But by the time you end up with the fucking baby ghosts, it's, it's all... It's all gravy after that. Yeah. I don't... It's... I don't even know how to quantify my feelings on this. <laughs> I, I like it. I think everybody should see this. 
but I don't know why exactly. Because it's an experience. Yeah. If it has very similar energy to Mystics and Bali. Yeah. With the whole like magic fight. Uh, probably this is something cultural that I don't a hundred percent understand, even though I don't think that matters really in this instance. No. But just just know that there's a lot of centipedes. There's a fucking wizard fight. Flaming it's, astral chicken skeletons. It's yeah, you should definitely watch it. It's on YouTube. It's not gonna cost you anything. Just don't expect to understand. But no. just go with it. Let it let it do its thing. Let it wash over you. Understanding is not mandatory. You don't have to understand a sunset to appreciate its beauty and majesty. <laughs> you simply observe it and appreciate it for what it is. And that's what you should do here. And then say to yourself, boy, I hope I never have to talk about this for an extended length of time on some sort of podcast because it's going to be a real pain in the ass. <laughs> What do you say, that's Troy? Exact, that's what I said to myself when I suggested this was, God damn, I hope I don't have to talk about this. Now, this one, like, I got done watching this in the theater, and I was like, what the what? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I enjoyed this, but what was anything for the last hour and a half? Um, it's it's highly enjoyable. It, like I said, it's an experience. It's not a movie. Like, this is like a fucking, like, seven-year... You, you told us you... Like, a seven-year-old, like, went to the zoo and saw, like, the centipede exhibit and then came back and told you a story. And that is what this movie is. Yeah. Like, the uh, the other the other thing it reminded me of besides Mystics of Bali was the, the Japanese movie we watched where they were filming a... Or they were going to be doing a play and it was a go, famous Japanese ghost story... And like that ghost story kind of sounded similar to the story of the grandfather in this. So that was the other like touchstone for me for this movie. And I can't remember what the fuck the name of that movie was. I just think of it as the one with the, the dual purpose laundry, like uh washing machine and toilet. And uh, yeah, I, I like this movie. I, there's not like much you can say about this other than you just have to fucking watch it. And I understand if you have some kind of like insect phobia or in my mother-in-law's case, like a worm phobia centipedes are close enough to worms for her that this would just send her over the edge. But the centipedes only kill two people and that's the very beginning. So if you can get through that, the rest of this movie is fucking worth watching because it is bonky donkey in the best way possible so uh, what are we watching next week Chris next week we'll be watching the girl with all the gifts as suggested to us by our very own former podcast host Brett yeah because we replaced Brett with Hotlanta yeah and Brett has a wonderful track record of suggesting us terrible movies. <laughs> I, I, I seem to remember hearing good things about this one, though, so I'm hoping it's not a terrible movie. Well, we'll see. 
We will see. And then we'll tell you all about it. So what if other people would like to recommend any, uh, anything? I don't even know. I'm still, I'm still trying to get over the fucking astral chickens. <laughs> well, you could email us at Slaris Princess podcast at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on Facebook where we're slaughterhouse princess and Chris might even respond to your Facebook post. I do every so often. Yeah. It weirds me out every time he does. He's like, I'm never on Facebook. And then like a second after I post or I respond, Chris responds to something. I was like, what the, what? I was being helpful. uh, Yeah. Uh, and, uh, see, you can also tweet us at slaughter prince, which is slaughter princess with no vowels in princess. You go to our subreddit, r slash SHP podcast. Uh, otherwise, uh, if you would like to listen to us in some form other than the way you are currently doing so, you could find us on pretty much every podcast aggregator out there, including Google Music, iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn. You can tell your smart speaker to play Slaughterhouse Princess podcast and they will play us for you. Uh, also, you can support us uh, financially by going to patreon.slaughterhouseprincess.com or store.slaughterhouseprincess.com. And finally, you can always chat with us at discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com, which is probably where we're the most active. Yes. So come back next time for the girl with all the gifts. And what our podcast think about movies, we'll drink about movies. Bye. And uh, correction to the podcast, we are not watching Girl with All the Gifts next week. We are watching a different movie that will be a surprise because it's October and we don't do horror movies for October.